0: Juan, you want to you wanna go first? Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Yes, uh, fine. Yes.
1: Okay, Okay, cool. Uh, my so name is Juan. <laughs> wait, hold on. Are we doing this now? Oh, shit. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, so I I our think so. after
2: he interrupts <laughs>
1: <laughs> So wait, the <laughs> intro is going to happen right now.
2: See ya. Hold on.
3: Hey, supporting this podcast would be, like, really cool, right? You could go over to anchor.fm slash drive, text, home, and then, you know what, give some money. That'd be cool. Like, whatever. I mean, I might like it, but that's so cool. Hey, what's up? But anyways, if you want to do something that's completely free, I guess Spotify now you can do, like, a rating system. So go over there, rate that, and go on Apple Podcasts and rate it there. That'd be sick. Hey, guess what? Enjoy this
0: episode. Hey, everybody. This is
3: a podcast, and I'm here with...
0: Juan from Black Sheep Wall, I play bass. Andrew, uh, I play guitar. Goals.
3: Uh wait, okay, hold on. So I uh only heard g- the word goals at the end. Uh I don't what what what, what was what'd you say? <laughs> Uh, Brandon, vocalist. Okay, <laughs> okay, for sure. I was like, "Oh, he's he's a soccer player in the band." Uh, that's that's <laughs> funny enough. I thought Brandon
1: said Gokals, and I was like, "Oh, that's tight." <laughs> Holy shit. We need to run that again, <laughs> dude. dude
3: I, I I think that's great. If you want to run it again, I'm down. Like,
0: Brandon, just saying, vocals. Just... Goals, soccer, and gokals. <laughs> if I'm if I'm doing both goals, together,
2: hockey man.
3: <laughs> Holy shit, dude! Okay, no, that's perfect. I feel like that's a great that's that's a great intro. That's uh.
2: man <laughs> right, I'm fine with whatever. I'm fine with whatever. I'm very easygoing.
3: Okay, hell yeah, dude. Okay, well then, dude. Okay, well, thank you guys for uh, coming on. I'm I'm super stoked. Like you're like. You guys are, you guys are like in like a cool band or whatever. So like, I'm kind of like, this is cool to me to talk to you guys. Uh, so, uh, but like, what's up? How, 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 was your day? Like, what, what are you guys been up to? My car died. Your oh, wow. Like, as in like, it's like gone forever or the battery's dead.
2: I mean, it's on life support, but I really need to pull the plug on it. <laughs>
0: Damn, that sucks.
2: Yeah, it didn't leave me anything in the will. It actually left me with some debt. Sucks,
1: <laughs> these darn cars will do that to you,
3: dude. I hate they're they're just mean. And like you said, like the will, like there's nothing, like there's no like prenup or anything. It's just like yo, I'm gonna die, and it's it's it. Like this is it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: probably how i'll leave my parents just yeah. like hey you got you gotta inherit my debt
0: <laughs> <laughs> just like turns over <laughs> damn that sucks dude so it sounds like you and scott are gonna need rides to practice now no, i, no, I, 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 I volunteer jackson down. <laughs> yeah drive all the way out to get me and then drive
2: all the way back and then drop me off when you're done i love that he,
0: he usually usually gives me a ride too so it'll be all four of us <laughs> it'll be just like going to utah all over again
1: you know funny enough that car is legitimately like a portal or a some type of weird thing that is able to hold everyone in there Before I joined this band, I'm just gonna rip into this story. Hell yeah! Before I joined this band, I was playing in a band called Columbia Necktie. We went on tour with these guys, and so we were in like a rented van, and we're like, okay, we're gonna do this like you know week long tour. Yeah, and these guys show up in a freaking (laughs) sedan. Like I'm talking about like a freaking Prius. Okay, (laughs) and like I'm there, and I'm like already concerned. I was just like, dude, I can't. I was like, I don't know if these guys are going to be able to do this in this. But shit you not, they did the whole tour in that small car. So just to hear that, like, he would have to pick you, Brandon, and also Scott, I'm thinking there's going to still be some space in there. <laughs> well, what I'm at is we're very prepared and professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Dude. That thing was a straight clown car, though. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs>
2: well, before
1: one joined the band, we actually drove
2: from California out to Salt Lake City, and not only did we cram the five of us in there, but if you were not the driver, you were sitting with a guitar between your legs.
1: Oh <laughs> it was no. a Oh yeah, it was packed. <laughs> These guys were so brave.
3: <laughs> wait, 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 pioneers. Stop. Wait, Sorry, wait, that's my dog. No, no it, it's okay. He's a part of it. I get it. Uh, like, it, yeah, like, but like, <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on. You said like a guitar. Like, did would were you guys using like another band's like drums or like did you have a drum set in a Prius also? Because that's scary. No, they had. I think- they had a,
2: oh, go ahead. I was going to say, for the Utah thing, I think Jackson brought, like, essentials, but it was, like, maybe, like, he brought his cymbals and his snare, but then we borrowed equipment when we got to the festival.
3: Okay, okay. I was going to say, that makes sense, because I was going to say, you got five people and guitars. And a full drum set like that thing is like, that's like the secret touring vehicle then like everyone needs that.
2: <laughs> oh, and Scott left his guitar outside of a yeah. restaurant in Utah, like the day before the show. So that was a just total nightmare.
3: What? Dude. <laughs> Dude.
2: <laughs> Luckily, the guy who was uh, playing bass for us at the time worked at Guitar Center. So he was able to like hook him up with a deal like, like the morning of, but it, it was stressful. <laughs>
3: <laughs> dude oh my that's dude that I love dude already off to with a great story I'm. this is fucking this is dude that's terrible <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god well we got the, the best the best unfortunate luck in this band it's it's always it's always a funny story like that you're <laughs> always failing upwards yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> dude
3: That's so awesome! (laughs) Oh my god. Well, dude. Okay. Well, well, dudes. Like, uh, like what I like what I thought it like. What, dude? Okay. So, uh, I'm their words. Um, so you guys like recently just like wrote like in Enamel Queen, which is fucking amazing, by the way. And like, I thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Of yes, like it's so fucking dope. And like, what was what was so cool is that like you guys came back after like five years and then this came out and then like it sells out like that had to feel like insane. Like that's so fucking cool. Like how did that feel? That's that's so sick.
2: Humbling. I mean, I didn't think anyone would give a shit after, you know, like five years of us being kind of inactive and quiet. We've always been kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not good at the whole social media thing. Like okay. we're pretty bad. Thank God we got Andrew now who kind of handles everything on that front because <laughs> Jackson Scott and I are just like, we'll be good at it for like a week to a month. And then it just kind of die off. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very humbling to kind of come back and have such a positive response to everything.
0: Yeah. I was going to say the same exact thing, like it, exactly that. It was very humbling. Um, the first thing that we did with like silent pendulum was a, first pressing of the first album, I'm God songs on vinyl and kind of that same mentality of like, I don't know if people have any interest. It's been like four or five years. Um, So yeah, when we put this out as well, like it was, it was just very, very humbling.
2: Dude. I think there was a part of me like working with Michael who is such a great guy. I was just, like, stressed, like, the week that it was coming out, just thinking, like, oh, my God, he's going to lose his shirt on this album, and <laughs> it's just not going to sell, and we're going to be screwed. And he's so nice. I just – I'm I'm going to pay him out of my pocket. <laughs>
3: <So>. <laughs> Dude. Oh, man. Like, because, like, that's what I wanted to say is that, like, like, how did it feel, like, for, like, Silent Pendulum like or, like, Michael to hit you up to put out I Am God songs? Like, that? that's – that's crazy because, like, that's that came out in like what two thousand eight, right? Yeah, two
2: thousand seven, two thousand eight. Oh, okay, for there.
3: sure. Like, that's like how yeah. How did it feel for someone to be like, yo, like this thing's fucking awesome? Can we? Can I put it out for you? Like, how did he approach you? Did he guys just? Did he just message you guys and say like, yo, let's do this?
0: Uh, not not exactly. So I met him uh like right before the pandemic. Oh, okay. Uh, number twelve had a show in L.A. And through another, one of the, uh, one of the bands like close friends, he just kind of put me in in contact with him. So I met him at that show. And, uh, maybe a few months later he was like, Hey, I I run this label. Like, I really want to put this out. What do you think? And then I like ran it by the rest of the guys and they were just like, no one's going to give a fuck about that. Like, (laughs) I don't know if that's a good idea, but if he wants to do it, like, okay, like why not? And you know, it it ended up being really successful and it kind of ignited this, this fire, you know?
3: Damn. Like, so, okay. Was, was that your reasoning to write the new record or were were you guys already writing it before then?
2: The record has been kind of like written and, Instrumentally recorded since what 2016 2017? Holy shit, um, yeah, and then just like internal problems and my bullshit um, <laughs> caused the album to just kind of be like delayed and put on ice for a while. Um, and then you know, I like Jackson and Scott and I kind of kept in contact through the years, like periodically, and finally one day. I don't even remember what was the catalyst i just remember sitting at like a pizza shop with like andrew and jackson and scott and just like are we actually going to do this and we did
3: damn that that's sick like like i'm glad it, it happened that way i'm glad you guys ate pizza and like it was <laughs> like, like but like no like seriously that's that's insane and like for to have that reaction like Like, again, like, so far after. And also, like, did it feel weird coming... Like, I know it was, like, all musically recorded, like, in 2016. But did it feel weird to come back to those songs and be like, oh, man, these are, like, really sick. Like, let's let's finally put this out.
2: I know for myself it definitely did. It felt like something kind of fulfilled. Like, for a while, I didn't even know when this came out if this would be, like, that's it. And, like, this is just going to be kind of like a magnum opus type mm-hmm. situation and i don't want to speak for anyone else in the band but i do know that speaking for myself personally during that like kind of period of time where it was on ice um although i loved the songs there was like a part of listening to them that was like almost painful um just kind of uh of like something lost and like just kind of almost associated with such a a, a bad spot for us as yeah. not only bandmates but as just friends and it was it was kind of rough to get through that and once we dove back in and started working on it collectively and, and actually putting finishing touches on it and showing uh, demos to the guys and getting like a positive response. A lot of those kind of negative like feelings of pain of listening to it went away in in one way, but came back in another. So that, that's just kind of my personal experience with it.
0: Yeah. I think for, for me, um, kind of similar to what Brandon was saying. It was, it was something that, you know, it was, difficult on all of us and in terms of being bandmates and and friends but like for me at least i honestly i don't think i had listened to them in so long that when i after that like you know going to that pizza place i went home i think i had to have like someone even send me them again because i just like no longer had them yeah but i remember re-listening to it there was a couple songs i remembered you know because we had demoed them even before writing the album uh but i remember hearing some parts and just like laughing at how fucking heavy they were and i was like i don't even remember like this is ridiculous like i forgot how (laughs) sick this is (laughs) um and that kind of sold it for me i was like yeah we we need to you know we definitely should finish this dude
3: i i love that idea because like that's like the same way like if i come back to like an old thing like it was something that's written it's like oh fuck this was actually really cool like why didn't like and like i like that you're like yo this is dope like let's finish this like that i i I love knowing that someone is also like stoked on their own band like they're like dude this is this is sick like i like ah that's so cool i just love hearing that so much
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely it's uh i think all of us you know just try to write music that we would like to hear what, what speaks to us and, and stuff that we would love and appreciate. And yeah, coming back to it, it was just like, man, this, this all rules. still. like, I, I really, really like this. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, after so many years, I'm really grateful that we finally did get to put it out and I'm, I'm really proud of it.
3: Hell yeah, dude. Like, and then like also, what I wanted to ask was like, because silent pendulum like puts out like great this, cra- this- Coolest is very i I, like it's like the sickest variants i love i love them so much like what i wanted to ask was like like was it your guys's idea to do so many different variants and also like me being like a vinyl like nerd like like did you guys pick the colors because i know i would love to do that
0: um i i feel like i'm probably the the designated vinyl nerd of (laughs) <laughs> my literally my whole instagram is just vinyls, so I, I think i can i can take that title with honor
2: <laughs> oh, he, de- um, he definitely can i was talking to michael about a, another release and i immediately hit up andrew and i was like i'm gonna need your help with designs and colors for these
3: vinyls <laughs>
0: hell yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean i think at that time it was kind of it was collaborative like you know everyone had their their saying things um you know i think mike and taylor both kind of like i was just like here's some colors you know go go wild i guess like i didn't really know specifically what it was but there was like different iterations of things and then the second pressing was like hey what do you think of this and i think for that it was largely mike and taylor and they you know the ups all came out looking really sick so it was very easy just to be like oh fuck yeah like that looks that looks dope let's just do that
3: hell yeah dude <clears throat> that, that yeah because like i i love that like if if like cuz that's how me and my guitarist are like we're always just like like if we're having like a writing a record or anything we're like oh man uh well what colors could we use and like he's like oh i got this idea and like i i just go we go back and forth where where it's like this record's probably going to cost like way too much money because of how many colors we're using but like i love that idea so much and plus it just like you get a cool ass record out of it i love that so much
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> I mean I, I everything that I collect I, I love the music that's on there, but like if it looks really badass, like holy fuck, I'm all about
3: it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, oh that's so dope, dude. Like like <clears throat> so then well like also with the, the this the like this record, like um how like I know when it like came out it was what how did it feel to have like something new in the world like was it was it very weird granted like you said it was like recorded like a while ago but like did it feel like oh my god like this is so weird that we're like we're like doing music again or like coming back to it and then like i don't know like how did it feel to have something new
2: i mean i think it's kind of like all of the above like it's both very like exciting and i love putting out new stuff i can't wait to to do more Um, but at the same time it's also really frightening um in the sense of like putting something out there that a you already feel proud of b might be kind of vulnerable and c not knowing how people are going to receive it you may be really proud of one song or one part and it may not be received very well and then it if you're not kind of like strong willed it can also like fuck with your head of like are my tastes wrong Are my tastes bad like are people gonna like hate this like oh they said they didn't like this now i'm gonna listen to it a million times and judge myself for it um (laughs) (laughs) so um but at the same time like there's i don't think that there's for me personally i don't think there's any better feeling than having new music to put out into the world and something new to kind of say and i i just honestly am uh, longing very very much so to get back at it and do it
3: again oh hell yeah dude oh i love hearing that that's so dude it's because like to me like i love playing shows and all that but like writing's the best part to me i just it's you get to write something heavier or cooler or weirder and like i that's that's so fucking sick so like yeah i i totally know what you mean
2: Yeah. You must have like the kind of same experience of when you hear something that you've written and just been like, I can't wait for people to hear this, that you almost got to rein yourself in not to let it out too early. Like, I don't want to put out just an iPhone recording because it sounds cool. And I love it. Like you want it to be in its you know, nothing's ever, as a, what's the saying, like, art's never finished, it's only abandoned. Yeah. Like, it's never going to be in its, like, most perfect form, but as perfect as you can get it um, before you're just itching to be like, people need to hear this.
3: Dude, no, exactly. And, like, yeah, yeah I love that you bring up the iPhone recording, because that's totally my guitarist. Today. He's, like, <laughs> he loves he like he'll he'll just be like dude this sounds perfect let's just put it out i'm like this sounds like i know that i put a pillow on my phone and we recorded it and it sounds like that and he's like but it sounds okay like let's do it everyone wants to hear this i'm like no or not not everyone wants to hear this like i want everyone to hear this uh but like uh yeah no i i but like oh no but like right ah i always love like as soon as i have something i'm like well fuck, I don't want to wait like the well now like the the year it takes to get vinyl pressed or whatever and like I hate knowing that like like I I personally I like or like a lot of bands need to have like the vinyl pressed and then the record come out at the exact same time like vinyl and digital at the same time but like fuck man I'll be sitting on a record for like a year then and like I'm just like no dude I want people to hear it and then hopefully a year from now people will want to buy it on vinyl but like it's so hard to wait so yes as soon as I have something like I'm always like hey does anyone want to hear this like please like just validate me really quick it just (laughs) in my my head I feel like this sounds so good and I want people to be like yeah this sounds okay it's like I know right like (laughs) Uh. (laughs) oh <laughs> oh man so yes uh i totally agree <laughs> <laughs> oh man like and then oh okay so like uh oh man uh dude oh uh, i saw like the the uh the music video for human shaped hole that looks sick like how how was it filming that that had to have been so much fun
2: ah. <laughs> it was murphy's Law. It was Murphy's law <laughs> in <line> full effect. <laughs> that could have gone wrong definitely went
0: wrong. Oh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> earlier, when I said that we are just like we have like just the worst luck in in <laughs> somehow the best way. I I don't know how I phrased it earlier, but that was literally how I felt about that day. But it was. I don't know. It, you know, it was fun. It was. I'm glad I went through all of that with you all.
1: <laughs> it yeah, was like me being in a sweat lodge for a super <laughs> long time. And you're looking at everybody, right? And you're just like, I want to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but like, everyone's like, Nah, dude, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta finish this up for the team, for the team, <laughs> dude. I swear to God. So like, we did this at my house, and we did it in my garage. So I f- like. I have a car that's in there and, you know, if anything, (laughs) this band just has a really, like, just bad luck with cars. So, So, here I am thinking, okay, I'm going to be able to move this out so we can film this music video. Absolutely not. It was dead.
2: What? (laughs) And I,
1: like, legitimately I got people to come through, try to jump it, try to do a whole bunch of things. That thing didn't want to move. So, (laughs) Colin, the guy who, or Colin, our friend who's uh, taping, or I'm sorry, uh, filming and directing and all that, he was an angel. He was able to like Pink Panther himself through things and contort his body and all that. So, like, that video is just a testament. That's a true dude, testament Colin. of him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, that First guy makes all. nothing out of. Well, no, hold on, that doesn't make sense. He makes <laughs> something out of nothing. He <laughs> <laughs> makes nothing out of nothing, dude. Hell yeah! Come <laughs> uh, <sorry>, Colin. <laughs> but yeah, no, that 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 fool is very very talented in that video. And then the uh, the what he called the uh, the animator. What was his name? Uh, uh
0: Clement uh yeah, Clement Pila. yeah. that yeah. guy killed it too holy yeah. fuck bitch. that shit was awesome yeah dude really was <laughs> i feel like colin was just like this yeah like you said like this saving grace like he just had throughout all of it he had the best atti- attitude i feel like if yeah. he wasn't there we would have gave up like way way earlier in the day <laughs> i think we got there at like eight or nine a.m and probably didn't yeah. leave until like Almost midnight for a two and a half minute song. Holy shit! It was long.
2: Long. Like Juan's leaving out like the garage door, bro. Oh yeah. Oh, there was a problem with the PA. (laughs) The song in. Play to it. Like anything that could have gone wrong, definitely. I I think the only thing that went right was our lunch. Our lunch was bomb. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that
1: went. Actually, that didn't even go as planned. We had to reorder that thing like three times, remember?
2: <laughs> Dude, no way! The, the food was amazing, though. The, the, yeah, no, it was the so food was so yeah. good. I
0: forgot about the reordering part. But, uh, yeah, that place was incredible. It was incredible. It was just so funny
1: because we couldn't catch a break.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so so now, now I need to know is that... Uh, d- okay, so when bands go on tour with you, does it transfer to them also? Not that
1: I'm aware of. I, mean, like, no, I don't think so. You know what? I'll be Opposite real. Opposite effect. You. <laughs> being being someone who has toured with them. No. Okay, dude,
0: <laughs> dude,
2: dude, That suspense
3: right there—that I was like, oh my god, what's gonna happen, dude?
1: No, it's it's kind of like, like Keenuts, what did we do to you? It's like peanuts, where like the cloud just hangs over, like Charlie Brown. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no.
1: Dude,
3: oh my god, that's so th- <laughs> Didn't uh
0: didn't Jackson's AC like completely stop working on like yes. the third day or something? Yep. Yep, yep, yeah.
1: yep. I remember we went we got to what was it? Not Mesa, we got to Tempe. <laughs> it was like the last show and it was freaking like what? Like 97 degrees <laughs> outside.
0: Dude, it was <laughs> hot as balls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude. Too
3: hot, dude. Arizona's way too. Oh, wait, that's Arizona, right? Yeah, like that place is way too hot, and uh I'm surprised it hasn't been burned off the like the the planet. Like it's 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 insane. Like so, yeah. I I I I know what you mean. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, like we came out of a show that we played at a record shop, and it was like. 9 or 10 p.m and it was like still 100 degrees and i was like i hate arizona like, i don't know how anyone lives here, <laughs> yeah.
3: dude dude one time like i like like we did like a weekend run with our friends and our friends in the in american standards out there like they live in like the sun and like it's crazy because like he came over to hang out with us and he was in like pants and i was and it was like summer and i was like wow how 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 dude like how are you existing right now like i would i'm in shorts and wish i could be naked and still would be dying and like it's it, i just don't understand how people live there
1: yeah american standards you know, that that band that band's wild yes i played with them at the nile theater with zayo like four or five years ago oh sick and those and i'm telling you this like it was like one of the hottest days like the signage on like the the streets were like Melting off, <laughs> and like the freaking like I'm, t- I'm I shit you not. The actual like trash receptacles, like the plastic ones, they just have like a little like like dowdy lean to them. you are there like, yo, this is too fucking hot, man. And I shit you not, American standards had full on pants, dress head to toe in black. Yep, going absolute ape shit, and I'm there like just trying to drink some Gatorade and plastic. <laughs> 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 so that, i give mad props to that man anyways <laughs>
3: dude dude no you you hit the nail on the head that's literally them and i'm just like how like fuck man like you're moving like this is like you're maybe in an arctic state and like it's just insane so yeah dude they're yes it is too hot there that's like the end uh-huh. of that it's it's dumb
1: it is yeah
0: <laughs>
1: dude it
3: is. and then and also i saw that like you guys have, like, a custom pedal for you guys, right? Yeah, Scott does. Yeah, yeah, I had a custom enamel queen pedal made. Dude, whoa, that's fucking, like, that's sick. How did you even come across that? And was it like, like you were like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like, like wh- how did that even come to be? Because that's, that's, that's something I would love to do because I fucking love pedals. I don't play guitar, but I fucking love guitar pedals so much.
0: Uh, I'm not sure how how Scott came across the guy, but like there was a, a guy that does like, I guess you can call them like clone type of pedals, and mm-hmm. he was like, you know, I want like buzz, I want like octave, and I think there's like maybe delay in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but he was just like, yeah, and like I want the enclosure to have you know the enamel queen etched on it. Dude. um and that's that's the extent of my knowledge on it I, I saw it for the first time uh like last weekend or the weekend before and it's really dope i, I want to get one myself but uh yeah that's that's as much as i know about that
3: <laughs> that's so sick dude that's, It is a uh, yeah it is fun dope. life
0: pedal or no, no i'm
1: oh, sorry that's what it is yeah yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. it's a yeah weird. the life pedal that thing is heavy <laughs> Like ridiculous fudge
3: oh d- <laughs> <laughs> dude i mean i mean that makes sense like you guys are like ridiculously heavy so like yeah like that makes sense that this is like it so is is that like like creating that pedal was that was that post record that you were like oh like the or or see now i'm going into questions that maybe only he would know but like like that seems like he was like oh dude this is what it sounded like we need it to sound like like satan like what it like this is insane
0: yeah he, he definitely got it afterwards okay. um i don't know like how shortly after but no that the thing rips like it's it's perfect for our sounds dude
3: that's
0: and like knowing Scott and playing in another band with him, he's just, he loves
1: game. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> loves a
0: lot.
1: he loves oh, it. He loves it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> That's so sick, dude. And like, I feel like that's per Like, like perfect for you guys. I feel like it's like, like you guys are sound so fucking big. And like, uh, I don't know. Like I, like knowing it's loud, like that, that's I'm so, I just want to see you guys live so bad. So like, I can't, I can't wait till I can. And like, it's gonna be, oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be so fucking sick. Like, you guys are, you guys are cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you, <man. laughs> Thank you. I think you're cool. <laughs> Get out of here, whatever. Like, but like, <laughs> dude, that yeah, that's fucking dope, dude. Like, and then also like, so what was the whole idea behind like, like, like the the name of the record, the the Enamel Queen? Like, first of all, like that artwork is fucking sick. So like. Again, now I'm asking too many questions, but, like, like, was the Enamel Queen, like, that name already thought of before getting it drawn? Or was it drawn and you were like, oh, this has this look to it, so I named it after that or whatever?
2: Uh, as far as the artwork goes, that was something the album had its name. Uh, I knew where everything was kind of going. Okay. And I had had some exchanges with Jeff Rogers, who's been our artist since uh, No Matter Where It Ends. Uh-huh. and uh, kind of just like laid out uh, probably a way too detailed um, explanation of like this is kind of how i see the cover yeah and he took that explanation that so... was probably like two paragraphs long and put it through his prism and what he knows his strengths and weaknesses are yeah. to create that cover and i actually think it, it came out way better than the, the bullshit that i had spewed to him <laughs> because there was way more like background detail and oh it's got to be in the forest and this that the other and he was just like he's like let me do what i do but thank you for (laughs) kind of like laying out the the foundation and i think i I agree i think he killed it i love it i love like the way the arms are it's exactly how i would have wanted it
0: yeah all the all the details of it are super sick uh i really love how jeff does like the intricate line work of like the hair and everything um yeah every everything i've seen him create whether for our band or just himself i've always been so impressed by and i'm i'm grateful that he get he you know he does our like it's every single time i'm like holy fuck this is amazing i think even when he did like the the rough sketch of it i almost wanted to be like yep that's it like let's let's just use this like this looks amazing
3: (laughs) dude because it's it's i love i love that state where you're just like well, dude, even the sketch looks perfect. I don't understand how you can make it better. Like this is, and then they do. It's just like, dude, stop before it becomes like, like the the like the holy grail. Like it's like this is insane. Like, dude, yeah. So yeah, he kill he, he killed it. And I like like I know you said he's done like your other album artwork. Like, like how did you guys end up finding him in the first place?
2: We met him while touring. I think on our first or second tour. Uh, we met him in Reno. He was playing in the band Glaciers, I believe, okay. and he had designed a poster print for the show that he had had like printed up. Gave us all copies and whatnot, and that's we were sick. we were just like, "Hey, this is really sick!" And that's how we ended up with our Google Design T-shirt. Was that was one of the images on the the poster, and ever since then we've just been working with him. He's our go to. Like, t- time to we're finishing up the touches on the album. Jeff, where you at?
3: Oh, dude. That's so sick because it's it's like having that like well you guys are a five piece so like the sixth member and like and like that's that that's sick like and then also like dude okay so with with that also like you said like like that's the dude that you go to is is that also the same with like recording do you guys go to the same place like all the time or like like because I think that you got you guys recorded your last stuff at DB Music Studios yeah like we we tend to when we
2: feel like we gel really well with someone we tend to stick with them okay so um our original singer uh, jeff bentomeglia turned us on to love juice three record i am god song, so mm-hmm. that's where we went back for the second album of no matter where it ends um and then when it came time to do i'm gonna kill myself Love Juice just wasn't really the sound that we were going for and our friend Daniel Bromstein um, had recently, I think it was like a a couple years prior to us recording that, opened up his studio down in the valley so we were just like let's try recording with him and then again that's where we went back to for the Enamel Queen, Um, Jackson and Scott's other band Benoit recorded there um J- Andrew and my other project that's kind of just sitting dead in the water with Jackson Diego recorded second album there. But yeah, like when we when we gel with someone, especially someone who gets our personalities, we want to just keep working with them. I mean, there is no funner time than sitting in Daniel's studio and just like shooting the shit in between, like the millionth take that you have to do of something that can just <laughs> brighten your spirit.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: That's so sick, dude. Like I yeah, I know that totally makes sense. Like like I I I love that idea. Like I oh man, and like I like I don't know. That's just so sick. <laughs> but like um damn, that's that's so I I love hearing that because like yeah, like like I, I, I know there's so many bands that are like, Yeah, like we like to branch out to go to the next person, but it's like, yeah, but like this guy's so cool. I wanna stay here and like like because like then at that per that that point like he knows you guys and he knows like your sound and all this stuff. Like he can he can give you like input that some new guy might not be able to and like I love that idea. And there's Definitely. also just some
0: Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, you
2: want to get... I oh, was just going to say, there's also something to the idea, too, is when they can produce a great product, but also, like, the experience of creating that yes. is just a fun time in itself. It's, like, not these, like, awkward moments. Where you're dealing with someone who's an asshole or anything like that. Yeah. Like, when you're just having a great time in creating a piece of art of any kind, I think that's also, like, a, what do they say? It's not the destination. It's the journey. That's a big part of it. hmm
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, along with him just, like, understanding our our sound, our vibe, uh, whatever you want to call it. I mean, from, like, a production, like, a technical production level, like, he's like, okay, I want to make this sound huge. So, you know, let's try messing with, like, these two mics and putting them, like, in reverse polarity in this pattern or, or, or whatever. And, like, you know, and then we'll do room mics here. And it's, like, shit that we're just, like, okay, yeah, like, if it sounds cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> but, like, but he, like, here's what we're playing. I think before we recorded it, he, like, came to one of our practices just to get a vibe of, like, all the songs.
3: Oh, sick.
0: Yeah, and then... Um, yeah, so then we go into the studio and he's just like, "Okay, I know how to make this sound like massive," and and it's it's really awesome. It's it's such a pleasure to work with him, and yeah, he's he's a good friend of ours. So it's it's fun to shoot the shit and like laugh and hang out. Uh, and as you get incredibly frustrated <laughs> between takes, and like yeah, it was just you know, it's it's a good time. It's it's like hanging out with a buddy, but like also being productive. <laughs>
2: Hell yeah! Yeah, he's he's also super supportive and. He's a saint for putting up with our bullshit because oh he's definitely progressed <laughs> into more of the modern age of like uh, direct recording and everything. And we're just like, nope, we're dragging our amps back here. And he's just like, God damn, you guys. <laughs> 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 that's...
0: It's a uh, two two albums now. The one that Brandon mentioned that's dead in the water. Uh, and then Enamel Queen where it's like, okay, we'll put this to rest for years and then later on just like hey man do you still have these files like maybe we could like do this to it and he's just like what the fuck
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's so sick like well it's good to know that like he still had them then and like uh you could just like mess with them now like and like okay so with that you said it was like all musically recorded did you did you guys end up like re-recording anything like musically or did you use straight up all the recordings then or like they, or did you have, like, better ideas now or something, or when you did record or go back to it?
2: I know that there was, like, just some cleanup in terms of, like, mixing and okay. and whatnot, but I don't remember, did you, I don't think you guys tracked anything new when I went no. back to new vocals.
0: No, I don't think so. I, I think, like you said, it was just, like, mixing, you know, uh, EQing, tweaking little things here and there. But, yeah, I, I mean... For me personally, at least, uh, I know while I was living in San Diego, I, I wasn't at all of them, but I, I never like had my instrument with me, so oh, okay. I don't think so. I, I mean, I think they were already tracked, and we were happy with that. And then it was mainly just vocals that we were we were doing and kind of polishing up, you know, some of the, some of the ends here and there.
3: Hell yeah, that's sick! Like, damn, that's that's so cool. Like, I, I there's something about like <clears throat> like it's like. It's, it's a bummer to think about like, oh man, those were like, it was like so long, like it, it was so abandoned so long ago and then came back. But like, it, it, like, it feels like it's so like, like, like cathartic to like come back and be like, yes, now we can like put this out. Like that's so cool. And like, and knowing that you guys are still proud of them at this point too, is even, is even cooler. And like, I, I that's so cool. And like, that also makes me think like, so at this point, are you guys already writing new stuff or are you guys just basically like writing the wave of this until like you can start writing like I quote unquote album cycle.
2: We're in the process of writing. We've got some demos, um, some completed songs, some just parts. So we are, we're definitely in the thick of the writing process as well.
3: Hell yeah. Dope. Ah, oh, that's so cool. I love hearing that so much. <laughs> if i'm speaking personally i
2: love the new stuff that's being written i think it's it's a perfect blend of the old and the and the new so it's got like that enamel queen vibe but i do think it maintains or retains a lot more the the heavier stuff from our earlier albums a a bit more i know that's a little cliche to say but (laughs) i I do i do genuinely feel that way
3: but like but like how you said like how it feels cliché. but like dude no like i get it of course like it's like yeah but like or like how every band is like yeah that's like the heaviest thing we've ever written it's like yeah but like i genuinely mean that like it's where it's like it's like this is fucking this is way sicker okay like that record dope yeah i get it but like fuck like i can't wait till you hear this like like so yeah i totally know what you mean like that's that's how my brain works. I'd just be like, oh dude, you, oh, you're gonna like this like it's uh oh, so yeah, I I know what you mean, <laughs> dude, oh, and then also you guys had like the pins done for this record. those are fucking stupidly cool. like like you guys had so much like the pins, the vinyl, and then tape also like the fuck like that's so cool dude i'm so like (laughs) i don't know like it's it's so cool to see like again like you guys come back after like five years and then everyone's like we want to do everything like that's so fucking dope i'm so i i'm so stoked dude that's so dope thank you man we appreciate it and i know
2: that like uh, this might be a little free uh what is it like? This might be a little too early to say, but I, if you like the pins, then there's some other shit in the works as well. Oh,
0: shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I think I think just like you know, wh- like we were saying earlier, just like it was very humbling to see people interested, and I, I think that really like reinvigor, you know, just relit this fire. And and it was like, okay, people are interested. Like nothing's really, I guess, off limits. It's like, oh, should we do a tape? Like, yeah, like wh- why not? Oh pins, like for sure, let's do that. And that that company, Pincore, that makes them, like if if you see any of the other stuff they're doing, they're phenomenal. Like yes. they're they're killing it right now. Um, and yeah, I mean it's it's just it's cool to be able to do that and have people really stoked on it. Um, so really, at this point, it feels like nothing is off limits. It's like you know, sure, it's long sleeve beanies, whatever. Like let's let's just do it,
3: dude. That's so sick. And like yeah, like you said, that Pincore, like they're doing crazy shit and like it's and to know that like you guys are a part of that roster is even is like is sick dude like they, like they were like you, they, they hit you up and was like yo like let's do this like that's dude that's so like like you said like again humbling like but like i yeah like it of course coming from like you guys in the band it's like yeah that's humbling but like you guys fucking rip so like i understand like, that makes sense that they would come to you and like it oh i it just you guys are like so fucking cool like i i just i can't like <laughs> like it's cool
0: <laughs> thanks man thank you man yeah, yeah.
3: <clears throat> dude i uh, i'm 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 just way too excited, but like uh yeah man like that's that's so sick like and like knowing that like the heavy like newer stuff is even cooler oh, fuck dude i I love this stuff so much man. Fuck um thank you man yeah dude of course and like okay so i have uh actually no i what i always i what i usually always ask like i want i want to know like for like all of you like who or what got you into music like what made you start to want to do this
0: you want me to go Uh,
2: i can go
3: first
0: Uh, andrew do you want to go first or uh yeah yeah I'll, i'll go first so I started playing guitar when I was 14. Um, I'm 32 now, so over half my lifetime. Um, I've moved around a lot as a kid, so there was a point where I moved from kind of the L.A., uh, Ventura County area to Central California and didn't really know anybody, always kind of wanted to play guitar and just kind of decided to pick it up. And I think at that time I was listening to like classic rock, Okay. like like 14 years old so yeah like classic rock and i, I think it was just like led zeppelin and i was like oh this this is awesome like this makes me feel something in music i you know i think prior to that it was just like typical uh like pop punk stuff maybe some maybe some disturbed thrown in there hell some yeah of course <laughs> you know just like what, whatever whatever but it was like you know i guess if i if i reflect on it now there was always a little bit of like a heavier tinge to it um but yeah that's that's the band that made me wanna pick up guitar and from there, it was just like how fast can I play? how technical can I play and then it just kind of you know dove very deep into like tech deck and, and and the like and uh yeah, I mean you know i i love I love music just in in general, but there's always been this you know this sweet spot of like heavier music that's like technically proficient or just makes you feel something that I, I still adore to this day.
3: Hell yeah. That's sick.
1: Yeah.
2: I think for, for my, I shouldn't say, I think uh, for myself, like when I was younger, I didn't really have a lot of uh, interest in music and like the, the playing it sense. Like I always thought one day I would get into films or something like that. Um, but I had a, a friend, Daniel Krause, and he and I were very big, like, death metal heads. Yeah. And there was this New York-based death metal band uh, called Mortician that we both loved. Uh, and for me, it was a blend of of everything. Like, they had, like, two-minute-long movie clips for, like, a 30-second song. Hell yeah. And there was a, there was a song on their album, Zombie Apocalypse, called uh, Slaughterhouse that we realized was maybe four notes um, (laughs) just played in succession and then they tremoloed it and we were just sitting around one night and we had this stupid idea of just like, hey, let's re-record this song Um, because he had a guitar and a bass and he was learning to play a guitar. He's like, let's re-record this song and we just titled it Mortician Ripped Us Off (laughs) and I just <laughs> in his bedroom with programmed drums. And that just kind of became this ongoing joke of us making these really, really terrible death metal songs in his bedroom, <laughs> which eventually morphed into like, we should actually play live. And through through all that, like kind of formed um a band that I had Admiral Angry for a long time, uh, just growing out of well, now we're not into death metal anymore. Now we're into black metal, so we're going to make a black metal album. And now we're not into black <laughs> metal, we're into the Locust now. So Hell to yes. do something <laughs> more like uh, electronic sounding. And and it just grew and grew and grew until we basically became a very shitty, bad reputation, like almost power violence style band for our small town of Moorpark. Um, and that's kind of how I got into it, just playing bass. I kind of just like, he scooped me up and was just like, well, I need a bass player and I have a bass. And, you don't know how to play and I don't know how to play. So I'm going to teach you how to play.
3: (laughs) 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 That's so sick, dude. Like, like, and, and also like, no, knowing that you went from like, you started like, so then, okay. With, with that, like you played bass, but like, how did you get into doing vocals then?
2: That uh, So I played bass um, in Admiral through its lifespan. Um, and through doing that, I met Scott and inadvertently Jackson and was playing with them in like a hardcore band that turned into what is Black Sheep Wall. And I was playing bass on the first, what was it? The first two albums and an EP. And uh, I tracked all my stuff for I'm Going to Kill Myself. And in the recording process, there was a falling out with um, our singer uh, Trey, and after that falling out, I was already like kind of slated to do vocals on the first song of that album, the wailing, the gnashing and the teeth. And Jackson was just like, fuck it, you just finished off the album it was the first time I'd ever like screamed or anything wow. like that um and it was kind of like a, almost like a dream fulfillment of mine like i think when i was younger especially in high school like i always thought like being the lead singer would be cool but i didn't ever feel like i was charismatic enough to pull it off or have the self-confidence to stand on stage and do it um and he kind of forced me I, it sounds negative when i say he forced me but he didn't kind of force me into that role um and uh it just kind of went from there and I, you know, I always struggled, like, in school in particular with, like, English and literature and my grammar as well as my spelling is horrible. I'm like, I'm never going to be able to write lyrics. Like, this is <laughs> like the, like, why did I ever sign up for this? I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I'm the bass player for a reason. It's because I like making good music, not, not writing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, and, and, I, and it, I would say that, like, my bass playing probably held us back for a long time. Like, with someone like Juan or even when my brother is playing in the band, like they are much more uh, creative on that sense and have a better ear for music where they can like pick up and write to the guitar's strengths versus me, which was very much so like I can help write some riffs, but I'm just following the guitar. Yeah. Um, And I, yeah, I just kind of got thrown into that role and I I love it. It's, it's best, uh, the best role to be in because you get to show up to practice with absolutely nothing uh, except for a (laughs) mic and a chord.
0: Dude, I, I loved the, uh, I, I seriously have thought about this so many different times, uh, since that week, this lot, like a couple weekends ago, the spoken word, uh, version of wailing and nashing. I'll yeah, just like, great. I'll just think about it and start laughing. And I was just like, I'm sorry, Dan I'm doing what I can, <laughs> but it <laughs> cracks me up. I love it
2: as long as we can make each other laugh yeah we were we were jamming and just had been going at it for a couple of hours and my voice was starting to get shot that i'm just like oh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sing on on this pass through and andrew's like just just spoken word it and i was just like okay and <laughs> just because he fucking tempted me i was just like yep i'm gonna do it <laughs> i guess and I, was, I thought i'd only go like a couple of lines and then kind of laugh myself out of doing it but i was like no i'm gonna stick with it <laughs> dude
0: nice dude, <laughs> <laughs> i started laughing right away i like had to like turn around and like try to tune you out because it was just it was dying
3: <laughs> dude it's it's a uh, black sheep wall meets a lot of spew that's dope dude Like, like... <laughs> <laughs>
2: with the way that our music's going like it, it actually probably could work <laughs> <laughs> dude fuck yeah
3: <laughs> that's sick dude
1: dude what about you Juan? Oh, uh so I start my my music story is kind of weird. I started off really young. uh, Started off like around three, four. Whoa. Uh, Yeah, mostly just uh, playing uh, a a method called the Suzuki method. Uh, It's like a classical uh, ear training program for kids. (laughs) I did that. Shit. Are you really? (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) Whoa. Oh shit. That's awesome. Yeah, I did that until I was like maybe 10 or 11. And then from there I picked up the guitar. I think like uh like the first band that made me want to pick up the guitar was like Metallica. Uh-huh. But I would say the two bands that definitely made me want to play music was Opeth and Fear Factory. Okay. Uh Ooh. And yeah, it was, and honestly, if, if this at all makes sense or if this dates, you know, me or whatever, uh, I was also a big fan of the relapse message board, which I'm not sure if any of you guys ever used to go on that or whatever, but like, it used to be like, this just kind of like super basic kind of like message board, but people would like, you know, put down like Dillinger escape plan. Like this is like back in
0: like early two thousands, like, uh, 1999, 2000, something like that. So okay. it was cool. Damn. There's a a message board that I used to go on in like high school. Um, Just the way that you described that reminded me of this. Um, But it was for Between the Buried and Me and it was on like smnnews.com. But I used to go on there on their board specifically and there was literally a thread that was just titled like it was a period and that's it. (laughs) But if you go in there, it was everybody uploading like different music. So I would just go through there every single day and like listen to everything and and find what i liked what i didn't like um and it exposed me to a a lot of really really cool shit that's so sick damn i used
1: to check that out and then go on to either like kazaa or Soulseek. wow (laughs) oh yeah shit yeah yeah baby wow (laughs) rip it in (laughs) darn
0: oh yeah i did a lot of that too yeah
1: (laughs) Dude, like
3: that's, wait, okay, so hold on, go back, so what what was the method you said as like you were three and four, like that's blowing my it's, mind.
1: It's the Suzuki method, it's essentially like a, uh, it is kind of like a program that teaches kids from a really young age how to uh, essentially play classical music by first learning how to uh, listen to it. And then by reading music, I only made it up to like sort of the reading part. <laughs> <laughs> I was, my ear was really good, but I just, I was never, I, like, I, I can read music, but I'm not, I just don't like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> not my thing. It's not my jam.
3: Dude, that's, that's sick. I've never heard of that. And like, so I'm guessing like your parents were just like, yo, like I want you to be in, or like are, are your parents like, musicians or anything
1: not at all oh um, wow. so apparently the story is like uh my mom won a acoustic guitar at some type of like uh uh like a county fair or something like that in connecticut uh-huh she brought back the guitar i was probably like one and a half or two and i started to just pluck on the strings around i guess like when i was two and a half three three years old i started to play uh i think uh, it was a uh, oh what the heck is that J- michael jackson tune uh not beat it uh billy
2: Jean. Yes, anyway.
1: yes 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 <laughs> so i was able i was able to play like the main line from that what and then my parents were like the fuck's going on with this kid and then yeah it was weird though, man. I'm not like a prodigy or anything like that, but the other kids in that that thing were.
3: <laughs> but but you were playing at hold on hold on two and a half, and you were playing Billy
1: Jean like like the main. Right, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent, but like around like two and a half, three years old. Yeah, that's that's definitely
3: okay. Anything before oh. the age of like twenty is mind blowing <laughs> that you did that. Like it's just like what the fuck, dude whoa <laughs> that's so dude i would love like i have a son myself so like if if i yeah. saw him like he's seven but if i saw him at three doing that i'd be like
1: i need to get him into school now like this is he is so, a genius this is hilarious so my son i uh my son's about one and a half oh no actually one and eight months old okay and so what i do is like i'll grab my guitar and I'll fret the chords and just let him strum. Oh, At sick. first, he was hitting it like a freaking, like a cheetah, you know? <laughs> just like hitting it, trying to make noises, right? Yeah. And then, <laughs> like, all of a sudden, he's like, and he's also watching a ton of Yo Gabba Gabba. Nice. So, all of a sudden, he starts to sh- strum the strings. But, like, kind of, like, in time. And, like, Whoa. as of this week, he's like, it's not like he's, he's not hitting notes. He's just plucking individual strings. And he's also like, uh, what do you call it? Um, Strumming. And I mean, by strumming, he's literally standing in front of me, like slapping the guitar. But it's just like, (laughs) it's, it's really cool, man. Kids, they just learn so fast. And from what I'm getting off of my kid, it's just like, if you put it in front of them, they're eventually going to mess around with it. And I'm guessing that, that might be what happened with me, dude.
3: That's that's so sick, dude. Like I, <laughs> fuck, man. That's like that's blowing my mind. I love that so much. Oh my, dude.
1: Ah, oh, that sounds so cool. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, it's 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 yeah. It's weird. But it's cool,
3: <laughs> <laughs> dude. Oh my god. Well, that's sick. And like, dude. Oh man. Like that makes me like want to like, like put just a drum set in my son's room just so i'm just like yeah just just play it like just do
1: something like with that so this is this is the funny part right my parents they loved that i was in classical music yeah as soon as i started playing metal they regretted it so hard (laughs) dude i'm telling you i would come through and i would get like four of my friends we would bring amps and all sorts of wildness like and by amps i mean like combo amps yeah. or like pv combo amps but nice. they weren't like we didn't we weren't using anything professional dude so it was just amps cranked all the way to 10 feet <laughs> back in just absurdity and my parents are upstairs like i can't wait till this kid moves out <laughs> <laughs>
3: dude but that's so oh man like yeah that's what i that's what i always assume is that like yeah like when when (laughs) like especially knowing that you were in classical music it's like oh like oh he's gonna be like a composer and he's gonna be that dude that waves the stick in front and like i don't know what that is uh but like uh yeah like director there we go thank you thank you uh like it's gonna be like you're gonna be that but like it's like no i'm gonna play in this like really like sludgy hardcore band uh that's like (laughs) like you're gonna be so proud i promise one day like and like dude oh that's so that's i love that so much (laughs) (laughs) oh man like fuck that's so sick and then oh dude also like i i also wanted to like say like i saw that you guys are gonna like go on a run with pound that's fucking awesome like yes
0: dude yeah yeah, so stoked
3: fuck yeah like what like like how did that come to be? And are you guys excited to get back out back out on the road?
2: Definitely, really excited to get back out on the road. Um, I've been talking with Ryan from Pound since, God, like the end of twenty nineteen. Um, Damn, he and I were kind of trying to organize something for uh, my other project, Rosdauer, to do on like a short kind of run. Um, and it just wasn't working out. Then COVID hit, and you know plan just kind of shifted and he ended up just wanting to be like hey do you want to go out with black sheep Wall and Rosdown? and i was just like i'll go out with black sheep wall because a i don't have to lug a bunch of shit but just pulling <laughs> double duty is yeah. going to be just a little too much work um and kind of put him in touch with jackson like hey message the band they'll kind of get you all set up because i wasn't getting the job done apparently <laughs> <because> <laughs> I, it just when you're dealing with five people and someone's like, "Hey, so do you guys want to do this?" and then you're coming back to five guys like, "Hey, do you want to do this?" and there's so many questions, it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, "Here, everyone, just talk to him." Yeah, <laughs> I'm down. Go, go, talk to him. Um, yeah, and just kind of we able to get it all organized. Um, I believe Andy is the name of the guy who's kind of like organizing everything. Nice. Um, yeah, he seems he's got his shit together. Uh, I, I've never, I don't know if anyone else in the band but i've never worked with someone as professional as he is in terms of like scheduling and giving you information normally it's like you're showing up and you have no idea what's going on
3: exactly <laughs> <laughs> dude that's so sick yeah when i saw that i was like oh no fucking way that looks so that's gonna be so sick dude like oh man that that's that i feel like that's gonna be such a fun run
2: Those guys are champions. Like they're always on the road. They're always working. Uh, Yeah, I I give them mad props. I I don't know how they do it and not get burnt out. Dude,
3: seriously, like cheat codes, dude. Like that's it. Like like, (laughs) something they're doing. Like they're typing in like L1R1, like, you know, all that other shit. like. Hey, hey,
2: hey, we're the band with the cheat code in the name. They can't be infringing on our
3: (laughs) 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 Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're wait hold on you're okay back up like your your name is a what elaborate
2: (laughs) Uh, so there um andrew kind of mentioned earlier uh watching his brother play diablo that company blizzard put out a game back in the 90s called starcraft yeah it was you know as warcraft as starcraft well in the very first starcraft game if you entered black sheep wall on the message screen it would remove the fog of war from the map so removing all the the black space that you couldn't see what
1: yeah
3: (laughs) oh fuck yes that's so sick oh my god dude like okay my okay now that you said like starcraft my my buddy like (laughs) like from like high school he uh he used to be uh number two in the united states of like being a professional player like he was what yeah he was number two like I, I was at his house when he uh when he was trying to be like number one but like he was going against this like korean guy that like he was like i'm doing it and then he was like i just lost <laughs> but like but, uh. yeah but like but yeah dude like he would he it, like he would like he would literally be like yo i'll give you 20 minutes you can do whatever you want but but like I'm gonna win <laughs> and like I was like yeah right I'm gonna get fucking carriers and tanks and you're gonna get screwed right now and then he'd be like yeah I'll probably kill you with Zerglings but like uh but like anyways like he demolished God, me. me dude yeah dude, that's what I was always all about <laughs> dude I, I always loved Terran and like I, I, I just loved them so much but also Protoss like fucking like no not carry fucking carriers or Protoss I right like yeah that's Wait no, ca- yeah,
2: because the overlords are, are Zerg. I I was a huge Starship Troopers fan, okay. so when that game came out, I very much gravitated towards the Terran and the Zerg. Yeah, uh, mainly because I could recreate like my <laughs> own, like maps of them. Be like, I'm gonna make the outpost from in the third act of the movie,
0: <laughs> dude. Which was uh, which was the one that had I, I want to say it's Terran, but which had the 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 giant ship that would do the Yamato cannon or something like that. I think that is Terran. Yeah. I remember that thing. Just like just that. That was like one of my favorite things. Like this, this shit fucking rips,
3: dude. Oh fuck dude. Like, because I remember when Starcraft two came out and I was like playing it. Like I wasn't good, but it was fun. Like I, and I used to watch like, like, on youtube like hd starcraft and like husky starcraft just like professional players like they would commentate and like just dude watching that shit was so sick like and now knowing that your guys's name is like a cheat code oh (laughs) makes me so happy like like my band is just a, a the name taken off of a video game like just like 100%, 100%, like, we have no originality. It's like, that sounds cool. <laughs> there we go. But, like, oh, fuck, that's so cool. That I, I love that so much. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah, that's... Story with that. and... Wait, what'd
2: you say? A, kind of a funny story with that. The name kind of came about because uh, when uh, Admiral was kind of... At, what was the name It was kind of active. When it was active, uh, Daniel, that... Uh, the guitar player for that band and kind of mastermind, he had said, like, oh, we used to play StarCraft all the time. We should name a song after one of the cheat codes. What about Black Sheep Wall? And I was just like, ah, uh, dude, like, I'm in this other band with Scott and Jackson. Uh, that is kind of too cool of a name to not <laughs> use for something more significant than just a song title. Like, can I use that for our other band? What? And uh, he, he was just like, yeah, no problem. And i just brought it to them and they loved it and scott being a huge gamer was all about it (laughs) i just kind of had like this like ring that we had heard to it that like we hadn't heard with anything else we had come up with yet
3: damn like and also knowing that you brought it like first like knowing that you brought it to him and they were all like yeah this is this is right like that that makes it even cooler that's Oh, fuck that's so oh that's so cool dude and yeah if, if i would have heard that i had been like yeah that's not a song title that has to be like a band like i don't even care if i'm like this band's not existed i'm gonna create the band camp now and like just so it's like taken like yeah that's that's so sick oh man like and then okay so i have uh two more questions for you guys yeah so cool okay so this is, uh, so, uh, if your band was a TV show or a movie, what would it be?
2: Ooh, I want to go last.
0: <laughs> oh, <Ooh. laughs> Fuck, I don't know.
2: <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I think about this a lot because I kind of pull a lot from tv shows and movies and just like vibes that they give off um i think that if our band was a tv show or movie personified it would be a david lynch directed episode of euphoria
3: <laughs> dude just anything with david lynch is like that'll be perfect like it's <laughs> that's
0: awesome <laughs>
3: Dude, like right out, like like I thought you guys were gonna like one of you were gonna be like, oh, vacation because everything goes wrong and like.
2: (laughs) No, it's got like a little tinge of humor, a little tinge of just like excess and like drug abuse, and then just like the weirdness and cerebral aspects of like a non linear story and a lot of like interpretation mixed in.
3: (laughs) That's awesome.
2: Take something horrible and put a dreamy filter on it. That's what I think. <laughs> Hell yeah!
3: <laughs> yeah, dude. I love asking this question. It's it's a, it's a weird one. So yeah, if you guys if you guys can't think of anything, don't even worry. Like it's just fucking like a, a question my brother thought of forever ago, and I was like, this is so cool. I'm gonna ask everyone this.
2: I like it. I like the question.
3: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>
0: For me, I'm just personally like horrible with movies, and I I don't watch a ton of TV shows, so for me to come up with something, I'm like, I have no fucking idea. (laughs) (laughs) My usual first answer to anything like that
1: is Snakes on a Plane, and I was trying to think, (laughs) how can I make that work in this thing? And... There really isn't, but there's some other fucking snakes on the plane. You know? <laughs> Dude, it's perfect. Like, well, I mean, I mean it goes
3: with like how you said like everything goes wrong. Like, technically you guys are the plane and like everything that happens to you are just the snakes. <laughs> like, so like, yeah. Like, yes. you're connecting
2: the analogy for you one.
1: Yeah, there it is. I, you know what? I appreciate this. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is great. <laughs> Dude, you yeah. We're far off. <laughs>
3: dude oh my god and then okay so then uh the last question i like to ask ask everyone so well okay and like what has been the best show you have ever played and then give me the worst show you have ever played
2: okay with this band in particular,
3: correct? If unless, uh, well, the thing is, like, I don't want to rule out really shitty shows. So, like, uh, <laughs> it's because I know, like, most of the time, it will always be like the bad shows from pre- previous bands. So, if you want to include like previous bands, cool. But if not, it, it does it whatever works.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna. Uh, I'd say the worst show that we ever played was. At a place called the Kung Fu Corner that used to be in oh. Westlake, California. And when I say no one was there, I mean no one was <laughs> there. And I don't, and no other bands watching, nothing. And what? And it, he'll probably kill me for disclosing this information. Scott had brought like a girl he was interested in and just was like, don't even pay to come in. I don't want you to see this. Like No it was, way! It was bad. <laughs> dude. And like, the, the only saving grace was that it was close to home. Uh, but also <laughs> at the same time, hurt a little bit more that not one friend showed up.
3: <laughs> wow, dude! That... <laughs>
2: Uh, and I would say best show i I ever played, and I mean I think I have like a bit of a nostalgic waxing for this show, and I know I've mentioned it a couple of times, but um the very first show I played with my band Admiral Angry might be like one of my favorite, if not my favorite, live performance experiences um, because of the small town we grew up in Moore Park, like you know we had like a fair share of just really terrible like rock bands and guys (laughs) who were trying to do like power metal and whatnot oh my god it was kind of in like the height of like the hardcore phase and here we were just like these four three little scrawny kids and my brother showing up and we just played these short 30 second songs but the big thing was is we moved around on stage (laughs) like we headbanged, we threw ourselves around threw our guitars around and it was like no one had ever seen something like that before in this small town. And not to mention, like, we had kind of started some shit with some bands that we were playing with. And, like, there was people <laughs> who were there to see us fail. And I've never, I've never played a show at that particular space that was that packed just of people who were either family, friends, or just wanted to watch us fail. I got punched in the face. I thought I broke my nose. <laughs> oh and my God. Dude.
1: It was just an
2: amazing experience all around.
3: <laughs> that's so sick, dude. Like, yeah,
2: I just remember the, like the first song that we ended, it just like cut. It was dead silence. It was probably like a one minute song. And just being quiet for a second. And then it just erupted just because no one had seen shit like that in our small town. Oh so, dude,
3: that's so cool. <laughs>
2: it lives, it lives with me
3: that's so dope
0: i've got a, a a handful of answers i feel like uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh i would say okay so for this for this band one of my favorites uh i, I do wish scott was there i I'll, I'll say that as a disclaimer but the scion rock fest show was was really fucking sick um just because we played super early on this festival and it just you know the the people that were in that room it was like they clearly came to see us and it wasn't just like oh you're opening for like the next incredibly huge name or whatever um so that that was one that i i really really loved um i think yeah i guess any show where you're playing to no one is, is never is never fun so i think that was like san antonio we had we had one, but it was it was a cool day. We went to go to the Alamo right before. Oh, yeah. That, that wasn't our fault. That wasn't our
2: fault. I'm going to <laughs> refresh your memory for a second, Andrew. That was not a cool day. You were pissed <laughs> off at my brother. He was late as fuck to the show you were furious i've never seen andrew mad this is the only time i've ever seen him mad.
0: <laughs> dude he was pissing he was he pissed me off a couple times on that that tour but it's it's all love i know i think uh what was it fuck uh oklahoma i was like having to drive through like the there was no fucking streetlights so these through these streets of, of oklahoma and I was the DD that night. Jason was piss-ass drunk in the back talking shit to me while I was driving. I was getting so fucking mad. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. He, I, I never had been mad at him before until that. Wait,
1: is this the same <laughs> night that Jackson did magic tricks?
0: Uh, <laughs> Dude, a, a, different, a different night. <laughs> My brother did
1: Wait, magic. My brother was a huge oh, no, magic was it your guy. brother? Your brother did that. Ma- Okay, hold yeah. up, hold up, hold up. We got to give context to this. We got to give Please. context. <laughs> Holy shit. Poor Andrew. I don't know how long Andrew was driving. That was a crazy trip. because We legitimately, so a show dropped on that tour. And me being me, I'm on the phone trying to connect with whoever I can to pick up a show. We end up picking a show up at, uh, in Oklahoma City with the band Lord Dying, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with Lord Dying. They're pretty sick. They're from like the Pacific Northwest. Oh, okay. We end up getting there. It was like, we, it took us 10 hours to get there from I think it was Colorado. Oh okay? my god! Think about Colorado all the way to Oklahoma city. And these guys are in this like ridiculous, like clown vehicle.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, let's not, let's not like take, take that away. And we end up in Oklahoma. And honestly, I, I what I, what I actually do remember the most about Oklahoma was we ended up going? Uh, we ended up staying at a hotel that night, and we were drinking with the Lord Dying guys. And at some point in the night, we were all looking at each other like, "What the fuck are we doing up?" <laughs> we had a whole other ten-hour drive. In this oh day. no way! Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was to I think it was Austin, Austin, Texas. Yeah, dude, Oklahoma was awesome. I got to
2: meet Frank Tolson there, who's become a really yeah, good friend. Sure. We, we met to there show. too. We met Chris there, rode to the show, and Frank just has this, like, copy of Moore's Day in the Times, ice cream no. castles for me, and he's just like, here you go, man, I'm like, I got this for you. And I was just like, this is the best day of my life. This is amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like we all had different opinions of Oklahoma. <laughs> and real
1: quick, I, I just drive, just, was, I drive was a hard drive. an honorable mention it. for worst shows real
2: quick. Uh, we played The Smell um, down in Los Angeles. Yeah. Again, to no one. Nice. And in the first song, like outside of the fact that Jackson is furious that Andrew is the only person in a band with a guitar tuner. Um, so he's in a bad mood. Within the first, like, 30 seconds of our set, Scott just, his his low G-string, and it just snaps, and it is just a nightmare from there forward. It was so, it was such a mess. <laughs>
0: Any
1: extra
0: strings to shows, kids. <laughs> yeah. Extra strings. Um, we had, uh, there's, there's one Brandon, I'll, I'll jog your memory really quick of this one in, <laughs> it. in Noriega. <laughs> Dude, it was awesome. our very first show. It was our very first show in Rancho Cucamonga. And it was like, I, I think maybe 15, like really, really young kids. And like the band before us had like five watt practice amps. Nice. And it was, it was just really uncomfortable. And it sucked.
3: <laughs> 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 That's it. I love that. <laughs> uh,
0: and then in, in that band, our best one, at least, uh, yeah, this this is one I I really, really love. Uh, we very gratefully got to open for I Hate God and whoa, uh, a couple other really sick bands. Arm for Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, Arm for Apocalypse, uh, Abominable Iron Sloth. Uh, I think 16 was on that bill, but that was probably the third show I'd ever fucking played. And I was like, this is insane. No way. I was like, I, I, I literally like at 17 or 18, I was like, I fucking made it. This is it. <laughs> this, so is <laughs> this is
2: dope. I'm dropping my life now. Mom.
1: I will say one of my, so I have yet to play a, a show formally with these guys, but okay. I booked 18th a, of Mark. A, yeah, baby. I booked their release show for I'm going to kill myself. And one of the reasons why that's one of my favorite shows of theirs is legitimately I remember when I met them I met them at a show.
0: I think it was in the OC, right? Uh, yeah, like Santa Ana or something. Yeah, Santa Ana.
1: And like I I was a huge fan or still am a huge fan of Admiral Angry. Yeah. So when i discovered black sheep ball i'm like holy shit this is just like another tentacle you know and so like for me at the time i was like yo we got to be playing with these guys like these guys are nasty so i like somehow convinced these guys to trust me to do their release show (laughs) (laughs) and oh my god i remember this show now (laughs) dude And basically, like, it was at Los Globos, which is kind of a cool spot in Los Angeles to play or whatever. And honestly, like, it was dope. The whole show was dope. It was, like, attended. People showed up, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> they did. No, they did. I was just mostly joking about that. But <laughs> the funny part about it that makes it, A, my, my, my favorite memory, but also kind of funny. So one of our friends was, like, super drunk. Like out of this world drunk, like he shouldn't have been served another drink, and I don't know why. I think he thought we were playing and he was fucking with us, but it was Black Sheep Wall playing, and he goes, "You guys suck!" Oh no way! Do you guys remember that?
0: No, maybe maybe yeah. maybe
1: Scott does because I remember Scott looking at me like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but anyways, that's that was that's that a good one. But- Oh,
2: god you're opening up wounds here i'm starting to remember all these really terrible shows i should have said
0: it's always a fun question doing the, the best and then there's always so many more worse ones and they're always so fun to to recollect Dude, oh, god. It
2: was, i'm starting to think there was there's one it was going to be andrew i think you were in the band at this point it was going to be garrett and pray's last show and we drove like two hours away to this festival that, that a a very young kid was booking and he had just gotten well over his head in terms of booking and the show was not running on time. And we got there at like 11 to play like a 1230 set and they were just not ready for us. And we ended up waiting around until about 1230 midnight, like 12 hours of the day, just waiting to play. And then finally like the kid just came up to us like, so scared and was just like yeah you guys are not going to be able to play and trey was furious it was it was <laughs> a sight to be seen uh it was it was that was a really bad show that we actually didn't even end up playing but we saw pacific rim i remember
0: that <laughs> Dude, I, I remember i remember being told that like the kid was like trembling it was just like um i'm sorry you guys you're not gonna he be able to just play." Well over <laughs> His
2: head, he booked way too many bands. He's like, It was almost like he had never played a show before because shows
3: always run late. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that, that sucks so bad. That guy, that kid's still <laughs> trembling right now, dude. He was, yeah, like, I remember that, uh. dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that kid set up when we were young fest he's way oh, way yeah. over his head on that <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> oh, yeah. God, yeah. That's, that's his next ambition is that
3: <laughs> imagine dude <laughs> i hope to fuck dude like i if that's the same kid just i i just love knowing <laughs> that it one in a million it could be him and he's like i got it this time and it's like <laughs> no dude you like you're gonna get <laughs> fucked real hard and like it's gonna be real bad like
2: when I look at that lineup, it gives me PTSD of that show, it's like, it very well could be the same game. That is a very ambitious show.
0: <laughs> <Dude>. Oh, man. <laughs>
3: That's so good. Juan,
0: what's what's your worst?
1: Yeah. What's right. the worst? You know, what? you know what? All right. Screw it. I'm going to give you guys choices, okay? <laughs> Vegas. Vegas, Athens, uh, uh. Georgia, and or Los Angeles. Oh man! Like to me, Tijuana. That's the last one, Tijuana.
3: Dude, like they're
1: all doozies. Oh man! Like you know, you know what? Just do them all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know what? I'll do Vegas. I'll do Vegas because that's that's what I was going to choose. That one's I just always assume it's going to suck there. Like, (laughs) like so. It's the first, oh, actually, no, no, no. It's the second time I'm playing this club in Vegas called the Double Down Saloon. Oh, yeah. Which I'm not sure if, so you know the Double Down Saloon, you get the ass juice, you play at like one o'clock in the morning, (laughs) right? Okay. (laughs) So I'm there with a, a band that I'm playing at the time, and we are legitimately like, so tired. <laughs> we're so tired. We thought that the show was going to be earlier in the day, but we didn't realize it was going to be so late. Um, so we got there. We're tired or whatever. I slam uh, a couple of, uh, what do you call it? Red Bulls. And, you know, we end up playing around like, you know, one o'clock, one thirty. So right after the show, I have to use the bathroom. <laughs> I go into the bathroom and dude, they're like, every single stall had a dude throwing up (laughs) it was like it was like just f you know i was just like oh snap what the hell am i gonna do and i'm looking around you know it's vegas like it's not like i can go outside and take a pee you know like i had to go somewhere private so i'm like shit what do i do and in my mind i'm like well they got a women's room i'm just gonna go in there (laughs) oh dude so i'm not even fucking kidding you i go into this women's room I locked the, li- it's like a, you know, one of those little like uh, hanger locks, you know, where it's like a little hoop and a, oh, and a yeah, hook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So hook it up, you know, go ahead, start my business. I shit you not in like less than like half a minute, the door busts open. Now, the funny thing is, is that the lady who came in, she's the owner's wife. Oh, now the owner's wife earlier that day, and I don't know if you know anything about the Double Down Saloon. That place is goddamn lawless. Anyways,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so she went up to my singer at the time and was like, "Hey, can I get a shirt?" And he, he was like, "Yeah, it's eight bucks." And she was just like, "No, can I get one?" He was like, "Not." Nah. And so, like you know, we already had a little bit of uh, uh, un, like uncomfortableness. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So she bust down this door. She looks at me. I'm looking at her. I'm holding my thing. I'm pissing. I'm looking at her. She's looking at me. Her fucking face got tough. like it went like from zero to a million. Like there was no ten, <laughs> there was no twenty. It just went right to a million, and she started to kick me. What? While I was peeing, right? <laughs> so dude. and dude, I'm mid flow. I'm heavy flowing you know, there's no stopping this. You know, you gotta go all. <laughs> And I'm there, just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm spraying this whole fucking bathroom, dude. This lady is kicking the shit out of me. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm like, you know, like that part of the stream where you're like, I could feel the ending, but like, I don't know. I probably got a couple little bit more to go. Yeah. (laughs) At that point, I'm like, yo, I gotta get the fuck out of here. So I just put my pants on, I start running. Because the ladies also like signaling the bouncers to come and like fuck me up and shit. What? And so now I'm outside. I'm in the van, and I realize I have no other change of clothes. No. <laughs> I had to sleep in my pissy fucking pants the whole goddamn night. <laughs> Worst
0: show. <laughs>
2: That's
1: good i'm so <laughs> glad you
0: went with vegas that was Dude. awesome
1: <laughs> and also like for everyone who's ever been to the double down saloon like they know what's up there it's straight <laughs> lawless dudes <laughs> lawless
3: Dude, oh my god. Like it's funny. Like the first thing that thought like came to my head was like when you walked into the men's room, everyone was throwing up. It it just sounded like a flash game. You would have played on Shockwave player back in the day. Like <laughs> it just like everyone's throwing up. I have to find a new toilet. Now I'm gonna go into the women's room and then get my ass kicked. Like, dude, that's like Oh my dude. <laughs> dude, that's the bad dude. Like like you were okay, it's literally insult to injury. You were already Injured, and then you have to sleep in like uh, piss covered clothes. That's that's oh, yeah, night, dude. It
1: smelled in the morning, it was bad. <laughs> we had to play the fuck up thing is we had to play a pizza restaurant the next day, but that was in LA. So they, these guys, so I felt so bad for them. They had to, like, in this van had no ventilation, it was oh, like dude. one of those weird shag carpet, like mystery van type. Van. <laughs> But <laughs> like no windows except for the front window. So like, you know, unfortunately like they had me in the back and shit, so I was just thinking up the whole back row. Oh man, good shit.
3: <laughs> Dude. And and that's exactly why like I love ending these on terrible shows because again, like I've said before is that like like if if anyone has like the idea of playing in a band, they'll hear the end of a podcast and be like, "Dude, fuck that like everything sounds like shit (laughs) i don't want to do anything and like oh dude like so dude thank you guys for coming on this has been so much fun yeah Yeah. absolutely
0: yeah thank you oh this was a blast yeah hell Yeah. yeah
3: dude oh yeah but like okay so what i'm gonna do is uh say like a fake goodbye and then stop the recording and then talk to you guys after cool <laughs> okay. Cool. Well. Hey, good. Goodbye. Hey there. Whoa. 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 whoa what? Look, sorry. I, I was literally doing that right before I did this, and I just was like, "That's going to be a great outro intro." That is weird, anyways. But hey, dude. Okay. Hey, I just topped. To- topped. I talked to Black Sheep Wall, and it was so sick. Like, I. They were such cool dudes, and like, oh, I was so stoked that they were able to come on, and it was it was just really fun. And also, this feels like. I, it's like, that was my first one back in forever, it felt like. I think it was like two weeks or something so it was like oh I need to do this but like it was so much fun and I'm so glad it was with these dudes it was seriously so much fun and I loved hearing this <laughs> dude their uh, misfortune is terribly funny but like of course in the nicest way possible because they were just like yeah we oh man but it was so good they, they were so awesome so dude thank you guys for coming on it was way too much fun and hey guess what if this is your first time Here, Nice to meet you. Hey, also, if this is your first time here, nice to meet you. If this is your uh, first time back uh, or the other times back, hello. Um, but hey, guess what? This has been, this is so sick and, uh, I've missed doing this and I can't wait to do more and more podcasts. So thank you guys so much for coming back. I fucking love doing this podcast and Uh, Just knowing that anyone's listening to it is so, so unbelievable. So thank you guys so much. It, It means so much to me. So guess what? I hope you have a good day. Bye the voice on this podcast is me josh matthews your favorite host the intro was done by my friend nick riggs and the person that does all the behind the scenes basically the producer of the show is my brother danny so go thank him and go thank nick and you know what give me like maybe like a hey you you're doing something but seriously thank you so much guys it is it is so sick that you guys do that so thank you for listening